Welcome to the 39th episode of Fantasy Sports Stream Podcast. I am your host, Ron Ron. My guest today is Mr. Golden Ticket, Elias Fabris, a.k.a. The Goatee. The Goatee, before you say anything, we're back. We're back. We were off last week with a little hiatus, but we're back like Cam Newton. Are you happy for Cam Newton? That's my boy. Cam, Cam, back like Cam Newton. I don't know where you get these names all the time. Come up with this shit. Golden ticket. I don't know where the hell this shit came from, but the golden well, the golden pick, sorry. The golden picks. It was not the golden ticket, the golden picks. Golden, no, the golden ticket is cool. I guess it's the same thing. I guess you could say it for the parlay ticket. Uh which shout out to Axel. He hit on one this past weekend. Uh if I wanna you know, give myself a pat on the back. I actually went 8-0 and in my eight leagues this past weekend, which was crazy. The first time this year, the first time I've ever gone with that many wins in one weekend. And I won 90 bucks on FanDuel as well, playing some tournament plays and whatnot. So it was a good weekend for me. But onward and forward, uh, we got week number week number 11 of the fantasy football season. There's only four weeks left. For the fantasy playoffs, which is week with 15, bro, it's getting crazy. You already know the waivers is dry. The competition is getting fierce. You only got four weeks left to make a play. Talk to me, bro. How you feeling? Um, I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling all right. Um, I I won every league except for the 14 man league, of course. Well, what a nine. But um, even though I lost in the 14 man league, I didn't move spots. I'm still 10th place. Mm-hmm. So I just had to move up three spots to find myself in that little playoff picture. So what you said, three games left only? Nah, four, 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 four. It, used to, it would have been three before, but now since it's an extra regular season game, you got an extra four, matchup. Four games, right? And I'm um, four and six. If I go three and one, I got a chance. We got a good mm-hmm. chance with tiebreakers, but you want if I always said it from the beginning of the year to guarantee a playoff spot with eight wins now. Eight wins, eight out of fourteen. Yeah, could, the goal of course is four and over you, bro. I gotta be realistic. I can't <laughs> be like, yo, I'm gonna go four and oh for sure. Like, nah, I'm not gonna lie to myself. Like if I go four and oh, that'll be dope. But at least three and one. Anything worse than three and one, I'm toast. I would be remiss. By not mentioning who you lost to, which was Buckethead Pooch. Mr. Pooch. <laughs> I don't, Buckethead Pooch is like is like Dono and Raj in the 14 man league. I can never beat those those mofos. Like I don't know what it is, but whenever they play me, it's like magical. Every year, bro. I swear to God. Every year if I just look at it, I don't think I ever beat them. Like, well, Pooch, I beat him his first year. And then it's like the curse of the pooch. Because when I beat him, I eliminated him from playoffs or whatever. But ever since then, I can never beat him, it feels like. Like, his team will always have a crazy performance. My team will have a trash performance. Like, it don't even be close, I feel like. My team, my whole team was trash. Except for Jonathan Taylor, who's now the number one running back in fantasy because Henry's out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not get crazy, bro. He is the no- he is. McCaffrey just had a crazy ass week. I don't know. We're talking about actual fantasy points. 
not who who you rank number one week to week. We're talking about what the actual. You put up points, McCaffrey. No, Al, I'm talking. I'm not talking about weekly rankings. I'm talking about the actual number one running back in fantasy right now overall. Oh, overall and points. Yes. Jonathan Taylor. I'm not trying to, no, jinx your boy. None of that. Aside from Henry. Or he passed oh, Henry. He passed Henry because Henry's been out the last uh, couple weeks. So he passed him. He finally passed him. He's looking like uh, legit. He has Dan, who was our guest in the last episode, uh, throwing fits every day, I'm sure, for making that trade, especially since Hopkins has missed the last few games as well. Yo, Dan, thank you. I appreciate it, bro. I'm always going to be indebted to you for that one. Uh, Elijah, start off here because uh, we're speaking about running backs. Elijah Mitchell, he's someone that earlier this season in our Yahoo League where we, you know, we do blind bidding for for waivers. I spent my whole hundred dollars on Elijah Mitchell. At first, it wasn't looking too good, but the last couple of weeks, he's been looking good for it. Uh, I want to say a solid RB two with some RB one upside. Um, and he, you know, last night, he, he didn't have a crazy game. He had, a, he had, you know, I think I want to say eight or nine fantasy points. But he had 27 carries. With that said, he broke one of his fingers. He's iffy for this week. A lot of guys in different leagues probably stashed Jeff Wilson and they were savvy enough. You know, what? You know Bro, when he was in IR and all that. The first thing I did was look up Jeff Wilson. He was already gone. Yep. Like in like in every league, I feel like I'm like, yo, are you guys serious right now? Like, sheesh, like give us a chance. Like, damn, yo. Like, luckily I don't need running backs. So it is what it is, because then you got the temptation of like adding running backs when I need receivers. Luckily, there's several receivers available, so I should be able to get one, no problem. My only debate is like whether I should like because I'm playing against Denny. So I'm like, yo, should you I block? Should I block him and get like a defense or a quarterback? Because he has like um neither. No, he has a defense, but he don't got a quarterback, and he he can maybe have a better matchup on defense. But so I don't know what he's gonna do. But uh, I think wait, I should just... who who's in front? You or him? Who's ahead in the standings? He's ahead of me, but he's gonna make multiple claims. Is one okay. last okay. week. Remember how he got Taysom Hill last week with a second pick or whatever that he didn't think he was going to get, yo, I don't want it to happen again, so I'm debating it, but nah, man, I'm going to just get who I need for myself or whatever. You have to. I don't know. Listen, I haven't even put a claim yet. At this point, you got to play to win this week, so you do the move that's going to help you win this week, and if not this week, the week after. Like, that, that's the most I think I had now, is this week and the week after. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I see it in his roster. He looks like he's going to need either a quarterback for sure, because he dropped Bridgewater, and then a defense upgrade possibly, right? When you're putting out this episode, bro, because you're putting it out tonight, tonight. I got to watch what I say, man. <laughs> right. It's tonight. But anyway, so Elijah Mitchell might not even miss this week. From what I read right now, it's, you know, he might have a procedure, or he had a procedure today. He might be able to practice this week and still play on Sunday. But if he misses time, it could be one game, maybe two, nothing too crazy. But again, if there's a league that Jeff Wilson is available, he should be a top priority for waivers. Even then, like, I'm not going to lie to you. I own Elijah Mitchell in two leagues. And after watching, even though he had 27 carries last night, it was also Wilson's first game back. So you don't know if that's going to be a timeshare. 
You know, even if it's 60-40, that takes uh, a lot of time. Well, to put it in perspective, the this dude had 27 rushes, and Wilson also had 10 rushes. That's 37 rushes. They're not going to get 37 rushes every game. Like, that was just game flow that happened to dictate all those rushes. I would say, and, and it was Wilson's first game back, and he had 10 rushes. He's only going to get more rushes. I know you guys that have Mitchell don't want to hear that, but it's the 49ers that we're talking about. The dude Mitchell is nice, but no matter how nice he is, they're always going to give Wilson burn, especially those goal line carries. Get ready for that. It's going to be annoying. So he's going to be like Moster or whatever, Mitchell. He's still going to be good, but he's going to lose burn here and there, and he's not going to be as crazy or as dominant as he was before. So I would say he'll be like, Let's say Mitchell gets 15 rushes and this dude gets like eight or 10 rushes or something like that, Wilson. And I agree with you. So, and from that, something the, like that. That was just, again, Wilson's first game back was Monday night. The other thing from Monday night, and again, game flow, right? So, what you saw Monday night was the Niners say, we're going to run the ball, kill the clock, and not even let the Rams' offense get on the field. So, we didn't get to see enough of, OBJ, who just joined the Rams last week. That's the team he decided to join. It just so happened to that we found out late on what Friday. Friday, Robert Woods got hurt right in practice. And it just a coincidence. ACO. That, it was a year. coincidence because initially we thought Van Jefferson would be the one that gets hurt the most because OBJ would be the third run uh, receiver on the on the Rams pecking order. But now Woods is out, so now it looks like OBJ could take on the number two role maybe ahead of Van Jefferson over time. But what you saw yesterday, and people are crazy, bro. Like, we didn't get to see enough yesterday to gauge how good he's going to look with the Rams. He only played 15 snaps, only had three targets. You kind of see what people are trying to say on Twitter is that the, the Baker Mayfield had an issue with OBJ where he felt like he kind of had to be pressured to, like, appease him. But it's crazy because... He wasn't appeasing OBJ because OBJ wasn't getting that many targets with the Browns. So behind Cooper Cup, he's you know, you'd be lucky if he gets five to six targets a game. I don't know. I don't know how true that is because with Baker was a combination of things. But, like, he wasn't getting as many targets as people think that he was getting. Like, And the ones that he was getting was horrible passes. You understand what I'm saying? So it's exactly. Like, it, I see where all those jokes and memes came from that Baker don't like, like um, Beckham, because it really did seem like it, bro. Like, no lie. Like, and I know because I had Beckham last year. And uh, he had a few crazy games, but the rest were duds. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, let's say he had three ill games and he had like eight trash games. Like, it's not worth owning. That's like, you know, lock it to me or whatever, but worse. You know what I'm saying? Worse than lock it. So, to me, like you said, we got to let it play out and see. But I don't know, man. We also got to consider the fact and come to the reality that Beckham just might not be the same player that he was. We got to come to that reality, and it just might be the fact. And we're going to know now because that's it. There's no more excuses, bro. You have Matthew Stafford as your quarterback who – Cup has been bananas with, and Woods quietly had double-digit games, like six games in a row. People don't even realize that. And my man Woods... Started off slow. He started off slow, but he was killing it quietly. 
quietly he had double digit fantasy points like his last six games before he got the ACL tear. So like I'm just saying it's gonna be interesting and I'm about to trade for this dude, Van Jefferson. That's his name. Yeah. Cause yo, he has crazy upside on the low because if Beckham does trash, Van Jeff Van Jefferson is gonna kill it. Just like Woods. Well, that's the thing right now. So there won't be no excuses for Beckham. Better quarterback. The opportunity now, it wasn't looking like the opportunity would be there before Woods' injury. But now that Woods is hurt, it should be – the upside is crazier now. You know, before it would have been like, you know, the Buccaneers, they had all these receivers. And, yeah, like two out of the three would eat week to week. But there's always that one that doesn't eat because you can't you can only feed so many mouths week to week. But now, yo, he's going to have the chance. He's going to have now – you know, another week to repair. We're going to uh, they have a bye week, matter of fact. So they're going to have the bye week right now. Coming back for so, the bye. That's a good example. It's like it's like the Bucks signed A.B., but Godwin got hurt. So it's just Evans and, and A.B. now. That's Beckham and Cup or whatever instead of having Woods. So he's going to have plenty of opportunities. And he has a great team around him. So let's see what happens. But... They're saying out there, I don't know if you saw that they that the Rams, all you gotta do is play them tough or some shit. Yeah. If you play them tough, they, they soft. They fold like a chair. So that's gonna be another interesting yeah. um factor. But um I mean, has to show something, like you know, switch it up because you know that's basically what teams are doing. Like we're not gonna let you is the better I say the better check thing that he does with Mahomes, which is run the ball, run the ball, keep Mahomes on the sidelines. Don't let him get in the you know his the offense on the field and getting a flow kind of thing. So it's the same method. It's just what's going on with the Rams. Um, but again, they're going on by, so they got a lot of time to, you know, basically solve their issues because they haven't been looking too good the last few few weeks uh, that they did early in the season. There's definitely background noises. I don't know if you can hear that. Yeah, I hear it, but... Like but a warning, were, warning. If I, if I had any Rams, yeah, like warning, I'm, I might consider selling high right now. While I still can. Because one, I don't know, it's looking kind of scary. And two, they're in a bye week. So if you need a win, you should consider trading any bye week player. Like if you need a win now type of thing. I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned that. That was something actually I was going to bring up next week. uh, As we get closer to the fantasy trade deadline. Um, For most, I mean, our leagues, I did it for the first week of December. Hold on, hold on. Go ahead. And And vice versa, if you're near the top, you should consider trading for bye week players or even a player that's about to come back in a week, a week or two. If you could afford a weight and you're on top, you could you should be looking at the playoffs or whatever. But if you're in the hunt and you got to win, you should consider trading dudes that are hurt or bye week, you know, and that's how trades are made. I'm trying to think of anybody's hurt. I just feel like Montgomery just came back. Edwards had layered somebody that's probably close to coming back maybe this week. Chris Carson is too iffy, I feel, his injury to trust as someone to trade for. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else. Uh, maybe Antonio Brown, my receiver, will probably come back this week. So there's a couple of guys that maybe you think about. But, um, yeah, it depends on where you are in the standings, you know, if you're willing to take a risk. 
like I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like when Kiddo was out and IR, like if you were out there, then you know Kiddo was her and the guy that has Kiddo, he was somebody to buy low on. And I feel you know I want to bring this up because Pooch was shitting on him, saying like, "Yo, I don't get what people see in him." And just those first two weeks back, he's shown like, "Yo, like it's as long as he's healthy, he's a top five tight end in fantasy." Well, you know how how Pooch is, bro. When when he don't like somebody or whatever, it's like that guy's a bum. That guy sucks, and he feel, and he's like mad, strongly opinionated, opinionated about it. Like Chris Godwin, who ended up being a beast or whatever. But since Pooja didn't like him, he was a bum. Like that shit was hilarious or whatever. Forgot about that's just one. That's one example. <laughs> but like, oh, and then Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is a bum. Jordy nigga, he bet Jordy Nelson versus Devontae Adams against me, and I made the easiest money I ever made in my life. That was when Jordy Nelson went to the Raiders too, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he's like, oh, he he's a bum. He's only good because of Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, bro, that may be true, but my man is amazing right now. Then look, he ended up being, I didn't know that he was going to be that great, but he ended up being the number one receiver year in and year out now. yeah, He's like the new, well, him and Tyreek, but really he's been the more consistent number one. Dude, Way more consistent, like consistently week to week. Because um, you don't got a Travis Scouts to compete with him, you know? Yeah, absolutely. He's a, definitely a target hog. You know what sucks that, like, I was mentioning to somebody on Twitter, he was thinking about, I forgot which uh, receiver he was trying to trade for. I think it was, uh, one of them was DeAndre Hopkins. And the same theory, right? He's hurt. Should I buy low? DeAndre Hopkins. That's right. a perfect example. So, but the thing with Hopkins is that even before he got hurt, you take away the touchdowns. And yes, granted, he's scoring the touchdowns. He wasn't getting the same amount of targets, target shares that he was last year. They spurred out the ball. So it was like his touchdowns were saving his fantasy weeks. You know what I'm saying? For someone you expect week to week. Like, if you take away the touchdowns, I'm talking about consistency. Like, yeah, you don't expect that from someone like Hopkins. That's what I'm trying to say. Like someone like Tyler Lockett, you expect the ups and downs, you know, like, oh my God, he get he gets the two touchdown games. But from Hopkins, you expect that even if he doesn't score touchdowns, he'll still get your eight catches, hundred yards. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't doing that this year. So I don't think I don't think he's been like Lockett because like you said, he's going touchdown. He's more like remember that first year when the Texans, um, when the Sean Watson came out and they had uh Hopkins and Will Fuller. Yeah, that first year that they were killing it, Will Fuller wasn't doing nothing with yards. Like he was just getting touchdowns every game. That's how Hopkins is playing this year. You take away the touchdowns, you don't have anything. But he has the touchdowns, so you can't do that. You know what I mean? So it's like Will Fuller when he was playing with Deshaun Watson that first year, the rookie year, or whatever it was, second year, or whatever. But you know what I mean. Yeah. So that's the kind of season that he's having this year, which is like you said, not typical for the for DeAndre Hopkins. But he's someone again has a little bit of both, though, right? So there's a dilemma here, uh, and he's a perfect example. He's hurt. He hasn't played the last few weeks. You don't know if he's playing playing this week. They have a bye coming up. So it's like the dilemma I have with Kyler Murray is like, for that just about the extra week, got him a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't I don't see him coming back. It just doesn't make sense. Like. Nine out of ten times when a guy is coming back from injury and is about to be a bye week, they they hold don't come back. They hold them out. So look at um Barkley the week before. Like 
supposedly he felt better and all this and that, and he got cleared, but he didn't come back because they had a bye week. So usually they sit them for the bye week. This week, DeAndre Hopkins has a chance, though, because I'm playing against him in the 14-man league. <laughs> so with my luck, you know, uncharacteristic stuff is going to happen. DeAndre Hopkins is going to play this week. Book it. <laughs> so anyways, let's move on because I'm I'm here telling trying to let people know like yo like what you just said. If you're on the top of the standings, look for players that are hurt that could come back in a few weeks that could help you in for the fantasy playoffs and down the stretch. But if you're you know you need wins and you're struggling for the last few playoff spots and try to get players that already had their buys. You know the uh you know I'm trying to think what time I have but like Dallas Cowboys. You know they they already had their buy. The, uh, the Raiders just got their bye. You know, like, just players on those teams that already had their bye. The Chargers. Oh, a bunch. So you just got to do the math of what helps you. You know, at the end of the day, you know, as people are very stingy with their players and they don't see what the standings and the matchups, you know, again, this year is an extra matchup. There's 14 weeks of fantasy for most leagues, right? Not every league probably changed their settings, but we did. So it's an extra week for matchups. So you have an extra week to, you know, you know, try to make the playoffs and get more wins. But, Elias, let's move on. I wanted to just make these two last points. So, Kodaro Patterson, he was limited today. It said that he sh- they weren't optimistic optimistic that he'll play this Thursday night. It's a Thursday night game. So, you got to have a backup plan. There's Wayne Gallman and, you know, waivers that he actually looked all right the other day. I he saw Wayne Gallman. Then Mike Davis. If and this would have been last week, I would have – I would have claimed Wayne Gallman because I needed a flex, but this week I got all my running backs back. So, see, so Wayne Gallman not gonna do nothing for me. Got you. And then, um, so I thought about Wayne Gallman, but then I'm like, eh, you know, like I have different strategy for this week. Then the other guy I wanted to mention was Ramondre Stevenson, who saved my ass in week ten. Uh, helped me beat Donald and Raj. He scored two touchdowns, had 100-plus yards. This guy was my savior. Damian Harris missed week 10, so this guy had an every-down roll pretty much. But Damian Harris was limited, so I don't expect Stevenson to have the same kind of role, of course, with uh, Harris back. But he could definitely take on that James White role, which is, you know, the receiving role and maybe have more, you know, carries than what James White would normally get. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't exp- uh, definitely still Damian Harris's backfield, but Stevenson should have a role. You're nodding your head. Um, I don't agree with that. I don't because Stevenson can receive. I don't mean he's gonna be in the James White role. This dude Bolden is in the James White role. Bolden's role has been the James White role. It didn't change when when he got hurt. Um, what's his name? Harris. Yeah. And last week we saw he still had the same role. Well, Harris is out. So I don't expect, my thing is, I don't expect him to have three running backs, four running backs, like getting burned. I think, I personally feel like people are not seeing that Bolden is going to be still the passing back or whatever. And Harris is going to take a hit. Harris is going to take a hit. And it is what it is. And people are not, people are in denial. People want to refuse it. And especially coming back from injury, I think it's going to be like 50-50. It already was looking like it was going to be 50-50, honestly. Um, before the injury. Before the injury. And um, 
Harris had like a little three-week streak where he was killing it. But if you look at his numbers earlier in the season, he was not killing it. Yeah. Like, Take away the remember. Same thing. Take away the touchdowns. It, it's been 11 weeks in the season. This dude, Harris, has only had like four good weeks out of 11 weeks. So people are not really looking at that. They're just looking at what happened recently because it's been like the last four weeks that Harris has killed it. But I think that it's going to be more of a 50-50 split between Harris and and uh, Stevenson, and then I think Bolden is going to retain that passing game role. I just I just think that Belichick is very particular with that, and he probably likes his pass blocking. People forget that this, this is the NFL. They don't give a damn about your fantasy team, like me and Pooj be saying. Like, the dude is a great third down back for them. They're going to keep him in that role, and they're going to have to get Stevenson involved. It's going to be Harris that takes the hit, I feel like. But we'll see. You never know. Well, we find out Thursday night. That's, so I'm trying to mention. I'm mentioning these two guys. If, if Harris even plays, because he might not play, he might not play. So I want to point but, out something that we that happened last week, which is that you know I had Miles Gaskin playing Thursday night, and I didn't love the matchup. It's not to say that the, that the Gaskin couldn't do work against the Ravens defense. The Ravens defense hasn't been that crazy this year, but it was just the fact that. You can't decide. Like you, like if you guys guys playing on Thursday night, and you're iffy about your lineup decision, you might as well just play him on Thursday night and, and take it for what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause we're noticing a bunch of like late week news, and you know, like I'm saying, like, like imagine last week you had Miles Gaskin and Damian Harris, let's say, on your team, and then Damian Harris was inactive, and you didn't find out till Sunday morning. You could have just started Gaskin. Yeah, Gaskin probably got you five points. But that's five points that Harris didn't get you. I mean, depends on your options, you know what I'm saying? But I just want to put that out. It, it <laughs> always depends on your options, you know. If, if you have no other option, then you're going to play Gaskin. Yeah, you have dude, no choice. But if you have another option that you really don't mind, like you're like, ah, him and Gaskin is no different, then you wait for, for Harris. You know, it all depends. But like I told you with Gaskin, I told you matchups does not matter with that guy. He just randomly has ill games and randomly has trash games. And it has nothing to do with matchup. Nothing. Or game flow either. So <laughs> that's really tough, man. That's why I traded him. And and both my leagues that I had him in. And I regret it on both leagues because even though he's been trash, he's still a running back. And one guy that I traded him for was Julio Jones, and he's on IR. Yep. And the other one is Kadarius Tony, who Who's playing like he's on IR? So, weeks, so yeah, <laughs> I feel. I mean, we made that trade with Kadarius Tony, but but we'll see. Like, I still got hope for Kadarius Tony. Like, his upside is through the roof. His it's just that his production is not matching his upside. So we'll see what happens. Maybe during the bye week he got healthier, and they started like strategizing and figuring out ways to better utilize him how they did earlier in the year. We'll see, but I, I wouldn't hold my breath. You know what I mean? Like we'll see. I'm, but I'm still gonna I'm still gonna start him though. I'm a Giants fan, and the crazy thing is that this is gonna be the first week, hopefully, if Shepard And it's a good matchup. It, it's a good matchup, and they should have a plan, a better plan. So let's see what happens, man. I'm just saying that the Giants are getting healthier on offense, and so they should have all their weapons this week. Barkley, Shepard, Tony, Galladay. Uh, you know, all these guys should be there ready at 
Daniel Jones disposal. So yeah, I'm curious to see how the you know the target share goes and how the offense looks. Elias, let's uh let's go to our picks for the week. Um, if you I want to let me start off first with the first one. And you wrote, did did you write down my picks for me? I did. Because I'm. All right, thanks, because um, I'm not going to be sure if I remember all of them. But go ahead. I got, I got another picks for you. Let me start off. I'm going to go, first of all, your picks are the golden picks. That's why I had to write it down. I'm going to have to put this in a parlay or something, uh, even though we've all been slacking, except for Axel. Uh, my first pick, Elias, seven and a half, plus seven and a half. You told me this is a fan duel. The Colts at Buffalo. Of course, I expect Buffalo to win this game. I'm going based off last year's playoff game. Uh, the Colts hung on, hung, you know, they if they gave them a, a matchup, it was a tough one. They, you know, the Bills won. They were at home, but, you know, that was... Well, do you know the score of that game? It was a close one. It was a playoff game, and I, I remember watching. I was in the Poconos. But for me, it was all about... I remember saying after that game, like, damn, if the Colts had a better quarterback, they would have been the, the Bills. That's how that game felt. If they had a better quarterback, that would have been the Bills. And so what I'm saying is they, I don't think they're going to beat the Bills this weekend, but they'll keep it a close matchup. And, of course, your boy Jonathan Taylor is doing his thing, so we got to mention that. You know, that's yo, really the, the nah, game man. plan. We're going to have a horrible game this week now, yo. This guy. First of all, the Bills are number one against running backs. That's first of all. This is the worst possible matchup faced, ever. Have they faced anybody like Jonathan Taylor? I have no idea. They played the Jets last week. You That's know? Say nothing. I'm going to go look. While, while you give me your first pick, I'll go look to see what teams the Bills have faced. That that defense. They, they faced Najee Harris week one. I think Najee Harris actually did good that week, though. And I think, because, yeah. Because the Steelers won that game. But I'm not okay. 100% sure. But um, so my first pick is the – Las Vegas Raiders, who are a plus one against the Cincinnati Bengals. And I like that game because not only because the Raiders are at home, but because I just think the Raiders are the better team. I think the Raiders are the better team. Cincinnati is the most flukiest up-and-down team in the NFL. One week they play amazing and you're like, holy smack, and then the next week you're like, who are these bums? <laughs> and I'm going to just... And they're coming off a bye week, and normally throughout history, when teams are coming off a bye week, you're like, yeah, they're going to win, but for some reason, I don't know if you noticed, this I season, no, no, teams I know. that are coming off the bye week get waxed. I don't Yo. know what's going on, but that's the trend <laughs> that I've noticed, and I'm betting against the bye week teams. So give me the Raiders. And plus, oh. the Raiders have just been playing football, man. They've been playing good football. I'm and they're coming off a tough loss. I'm glad you mentioned that point about coming off the bye because I've been picking a few teams the last few weeks based on, oh, they're coming off a bye. They're going to be fresh. They're going to be, you know, much prepared to beat this team this week. Da, 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 da. But my main point is, is the Texans coming off a bye right now against the Tennessee Titans. You had the Tennessee Titans as one of your picks, but I'm picking them for my suicide. I'm picking you up my spoiled, You spoiled my pick, man. I want I want you to elaborate on it because I want to feel confident about my suicide pick, is what I'm telling you. Tell me why I should feel confident in the Titans beating the Texans. Well, because one is the Texans we're talking about. I, I don't think the Texans have covered more than two spreads this whole year. And those spreads have been much higher than 10 and a half. 
this 10 and a half spread, you, you think it's high, but Tennessee's at home. Tennessee is clearly the much better team. Tennessee, what are they? Eight and one now? Nine and one or whatever the record is? Eight and two. And eight and two. They keep being disrespected every single week. Every single week, the Tigers are disrespected. They're eight and two. They spanked the Rams, but the Rams were like 17 and a half point favors against the um, Houston, which they did not cover, by the way. But the Titans who spanked them are only 10 and a half at home. I think the I think the Rams were on the road, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And had that crazy spread. So it's like the NFL keeps, I mean, the NFL better betting odd makers or whatever you want to call them are disrespecting the Titans. And that's why I have them on almost every single show. The Titans, I feel like, are gonna kill this team because the Tigers bring it every single week and what they had like a close game. Did they lose against the Saints? No, they beat the Saints. Okay, they beat the Saints, but they, they barely beat them. Yeah, but nah, they got a lead and blew it. Blew some of the lead. Even if they don't spank them, you're good with your suicide, bro. There's no way they're going to lose to Houston. I hope so. Like, there's no way, bro. And um, I like them to cover the spread because I, their defense has been playing very good on the low. People don't even know. Their defense has been playing very well. And their offense... They they lost um Henry King Henry, but they're running, but their running game has been playing all right. Um, I really like that kid Foreman. I should have never dropped him, but it is what it is. I I had no space for him. Like I I should have just dropped Ronald Jones, bum ass, honestly. But I'm keep keeping him there because I know Fournette's gonna get hurt eventually, and his upside's gonna be crazy. <laughs> but um, but the kid Foreman is good. Peterson is Peterson, and Nichols is a nice passing game back. But you, you mentioned Julio Jones being out, but it makes no difference because Julio Jones hasn't played this year. So that's why I still like the Titans. The Titans are good. Tannehill got to get some respect, and A.J. Brown is a monster. So uh, I like them. I, I think they should cover the spread. They're, they're tied for the best record right now with the Cardinals and NFL, the top team in the AFC. So, I mean, I, I like that pick. Elias, my, speaking of the top team in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs, we would have thought they would have a better record than 6-4. and four, But they've been much better the last couple of weeks. It seems as like uh, Andy Reid has gotten the offense to be more simpler the last few weeks, um, involving their running backs in the passing game now more so, like more check downs to like Darrell Williams. Um, Edwards Haleah might come back this week so it should be interesting to see what happens for fantasy purposes with that but I like the Chiefs at home I know they're playing against the Cowboys the Cowboys are looking at one of the top teams in the NFC this could be a low-key a Super Bowl preview <coughs> excuse me stop it stop it come on man <laughs> you know what it is stop it with this nonsense with Super Bowl preview nah you never know but like nah I don't see that happening I think I, I like this pick a lot I, like, the Chiefs have been looking off all year, but this was the game that that they finally looked like themselves again. Like, they dominated a very good team on the road. You know what I mean? And it's a division opponent, and I, I was surprised. I was shocked. 
I thought it was going to be a close game. I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be a good game. I thought it was going to be, let's say, like 27 to 24 or something that the Chiefs win or the, even the Raiders could win. But they spanked them. And, and I think they're back. I think they're going to, I think they finally clicked. I think they're, they're angry that they've been playing like bums. And they're going to come. They're going to come hard. So I like that pick. Even if they don't spank them, I think they'll beat them. And people forget that just two weeks ago, the Cowboys got demolished by the Denver Broncos. I just want to throw that in there. Like, just because they beat the bum-ass Atlanta Falcons, now all of a sudden the Cowboys are Super Bowl, Super Bowl bound. Like, nah, let's not get it twisted. You know how, you know how Cowboys fans are, Elias. <laughs> the worst of the worst. Lastly, my last pick, Elias, is the Seattle Seahawks plus two and a half at home against Arizona. Mainly, this pick is to get ahead of the betters because it's looking unlikely that we spoke about earlier that Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hawkins will play this week. There should be no reason for them to force it. They have the best record in the MC. They have a bye coming up. So I feel like this is basically getting ahead of it. Might as well take the points. By the end of the week, when the report comes out that Colt McCoy is going to start again, you're going to take the money line anyways. So might as well get ahead of it right now. That's main, the main point. Also, I just want to... I know the Seahawks defense hasn't been that great in the beginning of the year, but they actually been really good lately. Low key. Like that's another defense. You mentioned the Titans. That's another team that people just scoffed at. Like, yo, their defense is not good, but they've been great. Not good. Great. Recently, the Seahawks are another defense has been really good recently. And it could be, you know, just opponent based, but they've just been a lot better. I just want to point that out. Elias, your last pick for the week, your golden picks. Who is it? My last pick of the week. Yeah, I'm gonna need a reminder. Ah, okay, I was waiting for that. You have the, the Green Bay Packers uh, minus two and a half at Minnesota. Green Bay Packers minus two and a half at Minnesota. Division game. I just feel like Green Bay has been playing great football this year, and not only that, but it's a division game. They usually own their division rivals. To me, Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers just owns them, and it's only two and a half. And I know it's on the road, but the Vikings are not even a great team, honestly. Like, they're a solid team. They're not a great team. And if I'm not mistaken, what are they like? I think they're under 500, no? They uh, might be. I want to say four and six, but that's the top of my head. I'm yeah, gonna... so, like, I don't know why that spread is so low. Four and five. Give me, give, me, give me Green Bay all day. Two and a half. Let's go. I'll I, I ride out with that. Watch Minnesota win now, but <laughs> but but logic tells you, but you know how it works when, in the NFL. Shit is crazy. Like, just bet the opposite of everything we just said, pretty much. So we didn't we didn't make any picks last uh, last week. Oh, we didn't have a podcast. We didn't make any picks in week one, but we still have so, our bet. You still have a lead. So you still have like a four or five pick lead. Yo, so you know what that means? I got a, a, yet another week where I haven't lost. Let's get it. <laughs> no, no no losses. So anyways, uh, what, what is one thing, just before we send it off, what is one thing you want to see this weekend from either somebody on your fantasy team or from one of these games, your picks? I want to see my fantasy team in the 14-man league as a whole get back to normal, get back to those 100-plus weeks because I had, like, a nice little streak going. Because even when I was losing, I was still putting up over 100 points. This week, 
my team like Pooch put a hex on me and my team played like his team and his team played like my team. Cause he put up over a hundred and my shit did that 17 uh, or, or less like his team, like some trash shit. So I was like, yo, nah, man. But honestly, what I really want to see is I want to see Barkley come back and I want to see him not only come back, but I want to see him come back 100%. Not, not like that bullshit when he started the season, you know, that you got to like slowly integrate him back into the game. Like, yo, you already had that. If you're not ready to be 100% back, stay your ass on the bench and let my boy Booker cook. If you're not coming back 100%, but if you're 100%, I want to see this guy because we saw what he was capable of those last two games that he played. He had 18 fantasy points and 26 fantasy points his last two games, and that's the Bucky that I know and love. So for me, one one thing I want to see is Antonio Gibson. He has, I have him in the live league. I actually benched him this past weekend. I still won my matchup by a good amount. Be Hector's troll ass. But I did bench Gibson because literally I went matchup base at the Bucks, uh, def- uh, Buccaneers defense, run defense is really strong. And Gibson yeah. wasn't, you know, they were projected as, uh, you know, 10-point underdogs. So I felt that it would be a J.D. McKissick game, right? And, but not only that, but Gibson hasn't had a double-digit fantasy scoring game, like, in five weeks right? until that game. So, basically, he's he's game script dependent. If they have a lead, which they did the other day, he'll get more work. He'll grind it out. But it looks like he did look healthier, though. Like, that's the one thing I saw was he did look healthy because, remember, he has a shin uh, issue. So it was something that they felt that, you know, he won't be able to address until the offseason. So he's grinding it out. But that's one person I want to see this weekend to see if he can still look like a, he looked like an RB1 this past weekend. But is it is he game script dependent? Is he healthy? I want to see what Gibson does this weekend. I don't. I'm playing against him. I'm sorry. Who are you playing against? Denny? Yeah. But oh. it is what it is. He's, he's gonna have a great <laughs> My week. Bad. He's I'm gonna sorry. have a great week this week. I'm no, sorry. Good, man. All right, man. Gotta, it is what it is. Well, good luck with all your matchups this weekend and especially with the parlays, Mr. Bookie. Uh until next time, fantasy sports fiends. You already know. Deuces. Peace. <laughs>